Fox and Maya. Thanks for supporting the show. This is a show with adult content, so if you're not of legal age where you live, turn off now. This podcast is about rope bondage. Rope bondage is edge play with inherent risk, and we strongly recommend you get proper training and listen to episode zero before attempting it. You can find episode zero at the top of our FedLife page, Rope Podcast. Fox is a rigger and Maya is a bottom, and we're rope partners. We've been practicing together for just over a year, and we're excited to share our passion for rope with you. Oh, and um, yeah, we live in Thailand. Today, we are going to talk about what's in our rope bags, Maya. Okay, so what is a rope bag? Well, Maya, the rope bag is whatever we take with us whenever we are going to do a rope scene which is to say when we are going to go and tie somebody up with rope or when, as is your case as a bottom, where do you take with you when you know that someone is going to tie you up? Okay, so basically it's the kit that we take with us. Yes, and we say take with us, but obviously it also works for whatever you have in your rope room, your rope studio, whatever you want to call it. In fact, I'm, I'm not sure what I want to call mine. Because Rope Studio sounds kind of cool, but maybe a little bit pretentious. What do you think? <laughs> uh, rope Studio. Rope, rope Room is nice, although it does have a bit of a murder room feel about it. That's, so. that, that, that is true. And, and right now, as you know, the, the walls to our Rope Room are just like plain white and undecorated <laughs> and soundproofed, which does reinforce the murder room feel of it. Right, right, right. Okay, so maybe Rope Studio for the minute. Okay, let's, let's, let's keep it with Rope Studio for now. So anyway, uh, in my bag, Maya, you will be shocked to find out that, first of all, there is rope. <laughs> that sounds like a pretty core part of the rope bag, I would say. It's, it is. It is if you're the rigger. Yeah, yeah. And so how much rope do you take with you? Like, how do you know how much you need? Do you take all your rope every time? So obviously, if I'm uh, tying on location in my studio, mm. uh, I will have most of my rope available, except for the bit of my rope that actually is with you in Chiang Mai. Okay, yeah, that's true, because we split our rope. So in this case, it won't be a problem. If I'm uh, tying outside, if I'm going to a rope jam, if I'm going to a workshop, if I'm traveling, uh, if I'm meeting someone at their location, then I will think about what kind of tie I intend to do and try to have the right type of rope, first of all, and to have more than I would need to achieve uh, the tie I intend to do or the type of tie I intend to do. So you have kind of spare with you? Uh, yeah, I would say I probably plan for about 20% extra. Mm. Mm. Okay. Okay, um, um, when you say uh, the type of rope, what, what do you mean? So personally, I exclusively tie with hemp rope. Mm -hmm. um, some people tend to prefer jute. I'm, I'm not going to go into that uh, debate. Hot debate. Very hot debate on this episode, Maya. But yeah, I'm, I'm a hemp guy. Let's leave it at mm -hmm. that for now. <laughs> uh, I use two different types of hemp ropes which are five millimeter in diameter and six millimeter in diameter. And I would not use the same diameter for the same purpose. So I have to think, depending on the person I'm going to be tying and the kind of scene I want to do, I will take more of one of one or more of the other. 
Okay, and from an external perspective, that one milli- millimeter difference doesn't really seem like that much. So, what, what's the difference? Why why bother with two different types? Well, the, the six mil is going to feel essentially softer and more comfy to the bottom, whereas the five mil is going to feel harsher because it's going to dig in to cut into the skin more. So you can see your first difference as one can be gentler while the other can be harsher. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, you would tend to use uh, the six male on larger body parts such as chest harness, hip harness, whereas the five male really shines for doing things like hands ties, feet ties and hair ties. Okay, okay, so a different feel and also different positions and parts on the body. Yeah, absolutely. And would you use both of those for floor rope and for suspension, or is one of them better than the other for that? Um, I do use both in both settings, but for the suspension, I would use 6mm for the main attachment point, and I I would use 6mm or stronger ropes for the uplines. Okay, so the bits that are taking the person's weight. Yes, uh, I want I want most of the weight to be supported by thicker rope uh, that is uh, that is a very solid doesn't have as much of a risk of breaking or burning off, and b will make uh, the discomfort of the bottom something acceptable unless I'm going obviously for a very sadistic scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I imagine your bottom doesn't want the ropes breaking. Also, that's yes, uh, that's quite reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so what else is in your bag? Uh, very importantly, my cutting tool, or even often a variety of cutting tools. Mm-hmm. And, and what are you doing with that? Well, the idea is that we want that cutting tool to be around as a last-ditch safety, as if something really bad happens and the bottom needs to come down, or to be cut free of the rope uh, really fast. Maybe the ropes are tangled or jammed in some way, and it would take a long time to take the rope off the normal way, then we can cut it off, hopefully in a way that is safe to the bottom. Mm, mm. So they're kind of emergency cutting tools. Yep. Okay. Um, and what, what do you actually use as a cutting tool yourself? You said you have more than one. Uh, I use uh, safety shears predominantly, but I also have a multi-tool that I can hang on to my belt, so that's quite convenient. Uh, when I'm in more of a performance type setting, like tying at a party, uh, maybe have a bit of a, of a crowd around or people moving in and out of a scene space, mm-hmm. then this multi-tool, since it's a uh, leather pouch on my belt, I know I can always reach for it. And uh, Maya, as you may know, I am also a diver, and we have this habit in diving of always having our safety things in the same place and usable with the same hand. So I always make sure that I can get to my cutting tool with my right hand only. Okay, that's really interesting. Okay. Um, okay, and what, what else have you got in your bag? Uh, in my bag, I usually carry around one or more blindfolds. For the... because you like to tie rope in a setting where you've got your eyes closed? Uh, actually, I, I have done that, but that is not the main purpose. The main purpose is... In some cases, for some scenes, uh, it can be interesting to restrict the bottom's vision. Obviously, it's not something I would do uh, with someone I'm tying with for the first time, because it does uh, up the anties a little bit. Mm. Yeah, I imagine, well, I know, it makes the rope a lot more intense. 
It does, but it can also create uh, all kinds of nice uh, sensations, electricity, uh, and you can surprise your bottom a lot because obviously if she's not seeing, she doesn't know when you're going to transition her, she doesn't know when you're going to pull her this or that direction, so that's, that's mm. something that's a lot of fun to play with. Okay, and what else boxes in your bag? Um, I would also have in my bag uh, carabiners, or binners as we call them in uh, the rigor jargon. <laughs> The very hip beaners. Indeed. Uh, black... so for, for, for people who don't really know about beaners, what, what are they? So beaners, um, they are gear you would find traditionally in mountain climbing and such. Uh -huh. And they're essentially rings that you can clip around things and you can run rope through them. Okay, so my understanding is there's a few different ways that you can... Uh, attach rope to hard points and, and beaners is one of the ways and that's yes. your that's your choice so why do you use that and not other uh, things or why is that in your rope bag and not like a, a hoop or something like that um, it is uh, quite easy to purchase although you do have to make sure you're getting the proper climbing ones and not uh, cheap ones that would break uh, they are easy to carry around and they in my opinion carry a lesser risk of jamming than rings and other types of uh, things to put your rope through. Okay. Uh, what else have you got? I usually have a marlin spike in my bag. Okay, so what is a marlin spike? A marlin spike is a glorified little stick of wood that is kind of pointy at the end, but not too pointy, sort of pointy and then rounded. And what do we use that for? Uh, you use it to slide it between uh, bits of rope that you want to loosen. Like if they've, if they've tightened up pretty tight or if they've gotten wet somehow, it might be very difficult to undo the knot with your bare hands. And that's when you would use the marlin spike. And that came in pretty handy, didn't it, when we were at the swimming pool in the rain? Yes, we did, we did do a very nice uh, set of suspensions over a swimming pool uh, in the rain uh, at a party. And since we're in Thailand, when it rains, it rains pretty hard. It really does. So the ropes were drenched. Um, untying some of them, like the, the main lines, was pretty much impossible with bare hands. So that's where the marlin, marlin spike was broken out of hmm. the bag. Uh, what else have you got? Uh, water, because hydration is important for the bottom, but it's also actually quite important for the rigor. Yeah, definitely. Uh, some paracetamol, because if you're in a stressful, noisy environment, headaches. I mean, I am pretty susceptible to headaches under certain mm -hmm. conditions. So having some paracetamol around, quite helpful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What else? Uh, then there's a whole subcategory, which would be play items. So depending on your dynamic with the person you want to tie, you might want to bring around things like impact toys, ah. uh, lube, uh, towels, baby wipes, maybe a massage wand like a Hitachi or magic wand. Those, those can be really fun with rope. So when you're setting up a sexual versus a non-sexual scene, you'd be looking at, okay, well, maybe a non-sexual scene just involves the rope. And a sexual scene might involve many other things. Is that right? Oh yeah, absolutely. And uh, there is the sexual versus non-sexual um, distinction. 
but there is also the just rope versus rope plus another type of play which might also be non-sexual but may for instance be impact mm. or another form of pain play mm. yeah not my go-to not not uh. your thing maya not so much your thing but some some <laughs> of the girls do like it so i understand um hi okay. jay <laughs> So, okay, so you've got your, your kind of stuff for before you come, your stuff for when you're actually doing it, and then you have some stuff for afterwards, right? Uh, I do. Uh, I would bring some chocolate unless the bottom already has that covered. Cause, you always know, bring chocolate, Riggers, always bring chocolate. Chocolate is aftercare. I mean, mm -hmm. I, think, I think we're clear on that at that point. Um, also, it can be interesting to have things to treat uh, little burns and little cuts, abrasions and such. Mm-hmm. Ointments. Uh, there's a there's a cream that's really easy to find in Thailand, and I think pretty much all over the world called bepanthine. Mm -hmm. So if you have a rope burn, and that can be an unintentional one or an intentional one, uh, it can be nice to put some uh, cream on it. Uh, I should say usually the rope burn should be on the bottom. <laughs> Sometimes they do end up on the rigger. Uh, this this actually happened to me this week. Yeah, I did manage to rope burn myself. I did but, not know that. Uh, yeah, I mean <laughs> that's why we have a podcast. You can find out a lot of uh, funny uh, stuff. Uh, right. Okay. Um, anyway, what happened was I was untying my bottom after the scene, and uh, the untying was happening in a pretty cuddly, sensual way, where I was um, both untying her and touching her a lot. Mm-hmm. And at some point, I flipped her during the untying so that I was actually on the bottom and her body was ah. resting on top of mine. Yes. And then as I was sliding the ropes off and pulling ah. them away from her, I was actually pulling them across my chest. Ah, because you had no shirt on, on that one. Yep, I'm with you. Okay. I mean, it's, it's much nicer to tie without a shirt on, I can tell you that. Would you agree? Yeah, I would agree, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Hey guys, this is Fox coming in for a short break. We really love making this rope podcast and sharing it with you. Sadly, hosting a podcast isn't free, far from it actually. So if you like this podcast and you want to support us, you can do so at ropepodcast.com. You'll find ways to buy rope stuff so that we get a cut from your purchases and also ways to donate to us directly. And if you can't afford to do that, that's okay too. Just enjoy the podcast. Now back to our normal programming. So that's pretty much it for my bag. But what about you, uh, Maya? Do, f first of all, does a bottom need to bring a bag, or can the bottom just bring herself to the scene? Mm, I think that it's good to bring a bag. So f for me, there were definitely things that um, make being a bottom easier or make it more convenient. Um, so yeah, no, I think there were some things that the bottom would benefit from bringing. And I think probably it's going to be even more personal because it depends on, you know, what kind of a button they are and um, what kind of things they're doing. But um, I think having a bag, yes, is very useful for bottoms. Okay, so what would you put in yours then? Um, so the first thing would be um, what I'm actually wearing for the scene. So 
depending as as we've talked about um, whether it's something that is um, a sexual or a non-sexual scene or who I'm tying with or um, maybe the location so if I'm at a party I tend to be a lot less naked than I might be um, if it's just me and the rigger okay um, then I need to bring clothes appropriate for the scene um, typically for non-sexual rope or for more public rope or workshops stuff like that then uh, bottoms seem to wear uh, leggings or um, uh, cycling shorts and like vest tops or bars something like that so clothes that are um, figure hugging um, and don't mm -hmm. slip because I, I think I mean you would know better than me but the more slippy clothes are the harder it is to tie right yeah personally I, I much prefer to tie on bare skin but if you have to be clothed because that's what the situation calls for or that is the bottom's preference and you certainly have to respect that preference and not pressure mm. her to remove her clothes if she does not want oh sidebar i'm going to say she for bottoms a lot but many bottoms are male or whatever whatever shade of gender they want to be so please don't send me hand mail for the for saying she for the bottoms this is just a habit of mine maybe it's a bad habit but i, I don't think i can do anything about it at this stage i think we talk from our dynamic which tends to be male rigor, female bottom, right? Yeah, but we do recognize that there's a lot more variety than that out there, right? Oh, gotcha. No, totally. totally. So anyway, back on the topic of clothes. Uh, yeah, mm -hmm. if, um, if you wear very slippery clothing, then if we do something like a futomomo, which is a, a leg tie, and mm -hmm. we pull on that, then it might get displaced quite badly. And if we're, uh, if we're doing a suspension, that could be pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, because there's definitely places you don't want rope to end up. Oh yes, for sure. Okay. Uh, refer back to episode zero about that. And uh, also the form fitting is quite important because with skin I can see exactly where my rope is going. If uh, the clothing is loose, it can be very difficult for me to identify the anatomical structures I'm trying to tie around and to make sure that my wraps are placed correctly. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, there are a lot of really beautiful uh, rope photos on on FetLife and and out there, um, and I think many of the very artistic ones use all kinds of clothes mm -hmm. um, because they're specifically tying for photos. Whereas I feel like I don't I don't know if you agree that when you're tying for a scene or for play, it's a it's a different a different thing entirely. Oh yes, absolutely. Uh, I'm sure we'll come back to that a lot on this podcast, but there is a huge difference between doing rope for a photo shoot or an artistic performance and doing rope as a scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I also bring uh, warmer clothes to cover up with after. So um, I am, as you know, folks, quite a spacey bottom. You're the so... spaciest bottom, Maya. <laughs> and you never seem to you never cease to amaze with that uh yeah so rope has uh, a dramatic effect on me and um uh in a lovely way but that means that afterwards usually i just want to be quiet and still and not um not do too much if i indeed can do anything and so if i'm in a club or a party or something like that then having some warmer clothes to just um, put on after is is useful. So whether that's a jumper or a scarf, whatever. Uh, and for people who are not uh, from the UK, what is a jumper exactly? Oh, <laughs> um, I guess in American it's a sweater. I think it is. I think uh, it or is. Or a 
cardigan. Okay. Do we call Okay, yeah, I don't know. A, a, a top, a warm top. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a warm top. <laughs> you are a warm top, that's true. So what else is in your bag, Maya? So for me, also, water and painkillers are in there. Painkillers? Um, yeah, painkillers, like paracetamol, something okay. like that. Um, same same reasons uh, as you. Um, I would say as a kind of sidebar um, that I would not mix strong prescription medication, alcohol, any strong stimulant uh, or even difficult mood or something like that um with rope yeah so that sounds uh, wise. just as a kind of a uh, side thing painkillers for me i take relatively regularly and so they're not um they don't have a huge impact in that sense hmm. okay um i would bring some uh, chocolate or sweets or, or some easy food for afterwards um because cheese tarts <laughs> cheese tarts are amaze balls yes um but Usually, as a bottom, I haven't eaten too much beforehand, mm, um, because it just it, it it if you're upside down in an inversion and you just ate a really heavy meal, that's not good times. Um, I can see that. Yes, yes. So I usually haven't eaten huge amounts beforehand, and so having some food for afterwards is usually um, a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, now, for me, this is a bit of a personal item, but I uh, wear glasses and my prescription is quite strong. Um, and shockingly, I quite like to look at my rigger uh, if I'm not blindfolded. You do have a very handsome rigger. <laughs> um, anyway, so I bring uh, contact lenses um, and try and remember my contact lenses. Um, what else? So, um, do you I, find that the contacts tend to stay in when you're doing rope? <laughs> um, it depends. That there, there have been occasions when they uh, haven't made it to the end of the scene. Yes. Um, I'm not sure I've ever lost both of them. <laughs> so you can go for the pirate look and still have some. Uh... <laughs> Just you know, really sexy squint by the end of the scene. Very yes. nice. Yep. Okay. So anything else in your bag? Um, I also uh, have my phone, so um, that is both for for two reasons. So one is for safety. So I would have a check-in system if I'm trying with someone for the first time, or if it's someone that I don't know very well, um, or yeah, I just uh, they're just a newer person to me, or if it's in private, something like that. And um, when you said check-in system, is that a safety call or something similar to that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I would say to so I would tell someone where I was. And I would um, say to them, I will call you by whenever. And I usually tell the person that I'm with that I'm doing that because they need to know, especially if I'm super spacey, mm. that someone's expecting a call by whenever. Otherwise, someone might come around, something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Um, so, yeah, I have a check-in system and the phone for that. But then also, in a slightly different note, I um, do like rope photos. Um, and so having photos on my phone, um, I feel much more comfortable about because typically the rigger isn't in the photos. I am in the photos. Um, I don't put my face out there in the world uh, mm -hmm. with rope. Mm -hmm. um, and so I don't really want photos of me floating around. Um, you want to be to remain in control of your image. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That makes apart a lot of from, sense. Apart from with, with you, though. Um, 
And then, again, depending on the type of rope, I might have my cup. Um, mm -hmm. uh, and I will pretty much always have a hair tie with me and a hairbrush. Uh, I have quite long hair now, and it gets pretty messy. Yes, you um, do. <laughs> yes, I do. Pretty messy, and so a hairbrush afterwards is very useful. But also, sometimes, depending on the type of rope, having my hair up or down, uh, the rigger might prefer it up or down. So a yeah. hair tie just means I can I can choose. Sounds sounds useful. Would you ever uh, bring your own rope to a scene as a bottom? Oh, that's that's an interesting question. So I don't own my own rope right now um and i'm tying mostly with riggers who are very solidly experienced and have their own rope mm. um however i live in thailand we live in thailand and so sometimes the people we tie with are traveling yes um and so they don't have their own rope and sometimes they are just starting and so their rope is not as nice as <laughs> some of the rope that we tie with regularly. So I am thinking about whether or not to invest in um, some rope for that. I mean, I have some practice rope, uh, yeah. which is just, just cotton rope. Um, and so if people come around just for hanging out and, and practice tying, then we can use that. Um, but I don't have any hemp, which is obviously what we prefer. Um, And there's there's also something about um, allergies. So for me, there were some types of jute, and I, and I don't know whether it was the chemical process they were treated with or the jute itself, that when they were on my bare skin, um, I came up quite um, red. Yeah, uh, I've um, I've actually seen quite a lot of that reaction to jute also um, in all kinds of bottom, very uh, very bright red marks where the jute has been. Yeah, yeah. Although when I was in the UK the other day, some of them were saying people have that reaction to hemp. So I think yep. natural fibers, you know, people, some people are sensitive to them. So I can I can also see having my own rope that I definitely knew I wasn't sensitive to might be useful. Mm -hmm. um, so that, that would be why. Right now I don't, uh, because between you and I, we have a lot. We have all the um, rope in Thailand, pretty much. We have a lot of rope, <laughs> yes. Um, but for tying with uh, visiting riggers who didn't... And, and I guess it's also about them not bringing like, all their rope as well, so it depends on yeah. what they want to do. Uh, most riggers travel with some rope, is my experience. <laughs> do you feel that if you were to have rope go in some more, uh, let's say, intimate parts of your body, <laughs> you might prefer that to be your own rope versus someone else's rope, or...? Uh, um, yeah, so, um, so... Are you blushing, Maya? I am blushing, yes. So, uh, the rope that I've done that's very sexual has mostly obviously been with you, mm -hmm. and so our rope is, is used in that way. Um, I haven't... Um, I'm not sure if I've done much sexual work with other people, so... Give it time, Maya, give it time. Sure, sure, sure. I just... Anyway, so, um, yes, I can I can see um, that being a, a possibility also. I'm not sure I'd want other people's that I'm not fluid bonded with juices in my face. Mm -hmm. That's a whole 
another thing. I, I, I know that a lot of people um, have their, like personal ropes that they don't, that they only play with certain people with. Yeah. It's true that rope does have a tendency to sponge up uh, smells and such. So oh. if your rope smells like you and your rigger's hands and your bottom's body, you might not want to use that yeah. same rope on anyone. You want to maybe keep it a little bit uh, special with the smell of your partner on it. Yeah, I would agree with that for sure. Okay, is that is that all that's in your rope bag at the moment, yeah. Maya? Well, thank you for is. sharing that with me and our dear listeners. So that's all from us at the Rope Podcast for today. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. So iTunes, Stitcher, wherever that is. And then come find us. Uh, our FetLife page is Rope Podcast. Single word, no space, no underscore, just Rope Podcast. Find us, uh, follow us, and you can get a notification whenever we post a new episode. We also love questions from you, dear listeners. So drop us a message on FET and we'll try to answer you in an upcoming episode. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening, listening and have, have fun, fun tying! tying.